the Lord. I already told you what today's subject matter is, and uh, I believe it uh, is a very serious one. Um, and really what's driving, as I said before, my messages on this place called In the Spirit is really this, this thing called the rapture, which that word's not in the Bible, but when Jesus appears and he calls up that church that is without spot or wrinkle. Um, we, as I said, I, I, I can't shake this word. We live in a very, I've got an echo. Do you guys hear it? Okay. Uh, there's, I'm echoing myself. Uh, I really believe that this, this is key in the element of being ready. And um, we live in a very honorless society. Honor is at an all-time low. Uh, you, you look at institutions and different things that, that we've had around the country, just in culture and society, honor is going out the window. And this has an effect. We're going to see verses in here where it is. But I want to uh, define some of the things that I, I say because I use terminology. And um, I know not everybody, you know, kind of goes over the head of people sometimes or you, you might miss it. But uh, the Bible talks about being saved. Now, we use the word saved as meaning born again. There's a lot of born again people that aren't saved. Now, people would fight me on that because they're thinking of the word saved as going to heaven. Well, you're born again, you're going to heaven. But if you're, if you're bound by something, you need salvation. Because you're not saved in that arena of your life. Now, there's multiple arenas of life. There's a lot of people that are not saved in their mind. I mean, there's just a natural default to fear, a natural default to, to problems, a natural default to, to you know, whatever it is in their life. And they need Romans 12 too, be transformed through the renewing of your mind. You know, they need salvation in their mind. There's people that, that even though Jesus provided health and healing for us by stripes, we are healed, that they're battling sickness and disease. Now, now that's not a, uh, a knock. Like if you're battling something in your mind, you don't have peace or you're battling something in your body. It's not a, 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 a like a, a beat up or anything like that. It's just a reality. And this is where, but see, if I believe that I'm saved, then I'm going to justify what I'm bound by. But if I understand, see, there's a lot of people, you may not have ever met anybody like this, but there's a lot of people with control issues. You ain't saved. Now, I didn't say you're not going to heaven. I didn't say that you're not born again. I said you got something controlling you. There's a lot of people with anger issues. You ever met one of those people? They can be born again. They can go to church every Sunday. They might even be able to quote the, the Bible to you and speak in tongues. But they're not free, so they're not saved. And I, again, I didn't say they're not going to heaven. I'm saying they're not deliberate. See, he that the Son has set free is free indeed. Free means something has no control over you. Are you following me? Yes. So when I start talking about honor, there are a lot of born-again Christians who have very little honor or even no honor because of the functionality of their life. And this is where we mess up so many times is we do things, but, but we give a pass on what we're doing. So go across America. Church happened all over America today. People sitting in the churches on their phones. 
They have no honor for the word of God. They have no honor for the house of God. Now, they said, no, I had somebody text me and I was responding to them or something. But wait a minute. When Martha and Mary were, were, you know, encountered Jesus, Mary sat down at the feet of Jesus. And then Martha came and wanted her to come and do something else. She needs to come help me. He said, no, she's chosen the needful thing. So people in churches all over the place and they, they don't honor God. This is the thing that I, you know, because I harp on uh, coming in late to church. It's not that I care when people come in because people have been people ever since people have been people. And I know for a lot of people it will never change. But it's an honor issue. So I don't honor God enough. I, I can show up when I want to show up. Oh, oh, no, no, you don't understand. This happened, that happened. I had to get the kids ready. We come up with a multitude of, of, uh, of reasons. But really, if we honored God high enough, this other thing wouldn't have such value. Amen. You know, I was, I was thinking about this before we get into any verses here. Uh, I was thinking about this, and, and I'm not a sports guy, so uh, Ralph, he can correct me because I'm going to talk about baseball, and he knows baseball. Um, but, but, you know, somebody... Boom, he gets a good little hit there, and he runs first, he rounds it, he says, oh, I can get to second. He starts running to second, and he keeps running, he knows I can get to third, and he's running to third, and there's a third base coach. And the third base coach is saying, slide, slide, whatever the hand signal is, you know, slide. (laughs) And he doesn't. And the ball gets there, and you're out. It's like, why didn't you slide? Oh, I don't do that. I I don't like getting dirty. Scuffs up my legs whenever I do that. I polished my cleats uh, this morning and I didn't want to get them, you know, uglified. Do you think that is that person going to stay on the team? No. No. Why did the person because they didn't honor the coach. They did what they wanted to do. You know, in churches across America, people do what they want to do. Yeah, I don't do that. That's not me. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. You laugh at the stories, but then the points you stare at me. So this honor thing is, is very big. And, and honorless people will not hold themselves to a position of honor. They will justify what they are doing. Now, I'm, there's going to be a phrase. Today, I'm going to talk about honor. I'm going to define honor. Next week, I'm going to talk about the responsibilities of honor, and then I'm going to talk about the benefits of honor. I'm going to touch on, on those two a little bit, but there's going to be a phrase that I say several times throughout this. If honor is in you, honor will come out of you. You, you don't have to work on it. If honor is in you, honor will come out of you. So for a lot of people, we need to build honor within us, which is a functionality of how we walk with God. Now, let's go to Revelations chapter 19. Yes. Now, if you're you're very familiar with your Bible, you know Revelations at the end. So we're going to start off at the end in heaven and this word called honor. Because I'm thinking if somebody got up this morning, came to church, they kind of have an idea they want to be in heaven. But we have to understand some components. So, so Revelations 19 and 1, after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation, glory, and honor, and power. Notice that honor is in the same categories or used with the same words of salvation, 
deliverance, glory, the manifestation of God, honor, and power of God. Now, now let me let me deviate here. Just rises up. Uh, hold your finger there and uh, just go over to Acts chapter one. Amen. Verse eight. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So when do we get power? When the Holy Ghost comes upon us. How come we don't walk in power? We've got people all the time talking about how they're filled with the Spirit, but they have no power in their life. They have no power to overcome that which is coming against them. They have no power to, to stand on the Word of God when times gets pressure. They have no uh, ability to change the circumstances. They default into fear. They default into I'm not good enough and all these different things. At what point do we function in the power? Well, let me submit to you, going back to Revelation chapter 19, it's when we put these other components in place and one of them being honor. We are our own problem. Amen. All right. So now this word honor here is a different word than the word honor translated from the Hebrew that I used at offering times, which was weighty, burdensome. This word honor, the one transla uh, you know, translated to, from the uh, Greek into the English, means value, price, or by extension, esteem. Now, I use the word value uh, frequently in we do what we value. Most people, in fact, when we're going to, uh, uh, it's funny because a person with no time, a person that's always busy, a person that, that, that struggles, they start doing something they like to do. They'll break all the laws of their life and all of a sudden now they've got time. Yeah. They'll spend more time at it. Why? Because they value what they like to do. So now we see in here that this esteem, those around the throne of God in heaven, are those who esteemed God higher than other things. Now I mentioned this in the offering time of what is driving our, our giving. Is there, is there honor in our giving or are we just giving because we're supposed to going to help out the benevolent church? You know, uh, the church is poor and it needs a, you know, my $10 bill and... Uh, you know, and I'll go along my way. What, what is causing us to do what we do? So as we look at this, jump down to verse 4. Now remember, this is in heaven. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God and uh, that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. Now, and a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all you servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. Now you're going to see before the throne of God are those who fear him. Those who esteemed him higher. Now, I, I think we have to, you know, the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but my words shall stand forever. I think we ought to pay attention to the words because those that are before the throne of God are those that fear God or value God or, or esteem him higher than other things. Or translation those who are not before the throne. Well, I'll let you finish that sentence. And I heard, as if it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as, a, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God, an omnipotent, reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give 
honor to him. Now, this word honor is translated from even a different word, and it means glory. Let's give glory to him. Let's, let's lift him up as he is the one who has given us the ability to do anything. Okay, but, but if you look at this, it's all about God. It's not about us. Let's esteem him in a certain way. Now, the functionality of life is we need to look at from an honor position how we value things here on earth. So he says... Um, let us be glad, verse 7, and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Under the sloppy grace teaching, there's no requirement to make yourself ready, because Jesus did everything. But yet those around the throne of God made themselves ready. There, there's something on our part in this equation that, that causes us to be able to walk with God. And if we don't understand it, it's going to be, it's going to be hard to, uh, to do it. So honor is required, but what is honor? Let's go to uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. Amen. Okay, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. That the trial of your faith. Now, understand this, because nobody likes the trying of faith, right? That's like uncomfortable. That's like, we like just, you know, we want to believe and things just pop into place. Life's easy. Life is good. But he says, the trial of your faith, <clears throat> being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. So now, what, what does this mean, and, and how does it work in our lives? You, you have to think about the trial of your faith. Now, it says here, it's more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire. Even though gold, and you've probably watched things on gold being purified and under intense heat. So, so put yourself in the position where your faith is being tried very severely. What do you want to do? You want to get out from underneath it. But he says that you be found unto praise, or I'm going to glorify God, or I'm going to honor God. I am going to, let me translate it, I am going to esteem the word of God higher than what I'm walking through, because I know the word of God will work. See, now, now it comes to reality on that last song that they sing, talking about the faithfulness. Uh, what, Jenny, what was in it? What had that? No, the faithfulness. Uh, what is it? I'm standing on your faithfulness. See, when you're under intense fire, can you stand on his faithfulness? Now, biblically, people would say yes, because that's the right answer. But put yourself in the fire. Put it where it's hard. Put it where nobody likes you. Put it where it seems like everybody's coming against you, where all life's against you, where life is beating you in the face, or somebody steps on your toes. I mean, do you know how easy we get offended now? Oh, my goodness. Everybody gets offended over everything anymore. And that wasn't even hard. It was just somebody said an ouchy word or did something the way you didn't want it to be done. 
See, can I stand on the word? No matter how you respond to me, can I not be moved by the word of God? No matter how my faith is being tried in a circumstance, can I not be moved by, by that circumstance because of his faithfulness? I'm just going to stand on the word and watch the word work. So he, he likens this or brings it back that we might be found unto honor. Now, you got praise in there and you got glory in there also at the appearing of Jesus. But honor is one of the things that is required at the appearing of Jesus. How honorable was I in my life? Now, that honor is going to come back into what did I value the highest? What did I esteem the highest? As I said earlier on, we live in an honorless society, meaning you got to look out for number one. It's a dog eat dog world out there. You got to look out for number one. But do you know that that's totally contrary to everything the Bible talks about? He said he would look out for, for us and we need to live our life in honor in all arenas of life. So here we see honor again, and it's esteeming God over the the trying of our faith. So honor reveals the price you're willing to pay to bring the glory of God into your life. How far are you willing to walk with him? What I've asked many times. We struggle honoring God on a basic level. We get down to basic Bible verses, esteem, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. We struggle with that. Uh, honor God with all your substance. We struggle with that. Walk in love with other people or esteeming others higher than yourself. We struggle with that. Because everybody has a me focus because that's our culture right now. It's being beaten into you all over the place. What is it that you want? What is it that you value? If your answer is, well, I value the things of God, then I'm going to allow God to take care of me. Now, the great thing about this, if we can if we can bring ourselves to this, he set us in him far above everything that's named in this earth. If I allow him to manifest himself in me, I rise above everything that's coming against me on earth. Now, stop and think about this. Adam. We won't turn to the book of Genesis, but I'll just talk about it for a minute. He esteemed something else higher than what he esteemed God's word. God said, don't eat this. But now a circumstance came that he yielded to because there was more value in him at the time to do this other thing than to do what God said. And now we're living as a result of everything that he, he did. But what are we, what, what do we do? You see this all the time with parents and kids. They're more interested in what they're getting than what, than what they're doing to the kids. They didn't go over very good. Because everything I'm doing as a parent is teaching my children how to behave and act. Okay, we're not going to do it. Turn the page over to your right and go to chapter 2. If honor is in you, honor will come out. out. Now what we fail to do is recognize when it's going in and coming out. Watch this, verse 17. Honor all men. Oh, wait a minute. If honor is in you, honor will come out. Honor all men. That means I'm going to have to esteem or value them higher than myself. 
That means when I, when I get into a team setting, say like a church, it's not about what I want to do. Do you know how many times we set something up and somebody's got to do their little thing to, you know, I just think this would be better, so I'm just going to do that. Do you know why? Because if honor's in you, honor will come out. There's no honor. Well, no, I just, I just think that, da, da, da. yeah, but that's a problem because the honor is not about what you think. Honor is about how you deal with others. Honor all men. I think it goes on from there. Uh, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Now, if, if how much you is in your decision, your interactions with things, that determines the amount of honor in you. So now we don't like this kind of stuff because, well, I, no, it's just better for me. Do you know what I mean? Do you honor your word? Like if you say something, do you move heaven and hell to make sure it happens? Because you said something to somebody, they're relying on you, or do you change? Well, well no, you don't understand. I, I know I said that, but this happened, and, and that made this inconvenient for me. You've got no honor in you. Because honor, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I am going to do that which God says. I'm going to interact with you based on how I feel about it. This is why, see, we live in a society where people are so consumed with themselves. I mean, somebody does some, something to us and, uh, and we just got to talk about it for the next five days. I just can't believe what they did. We got to go tell everybody. You know what they did? You know what they did? You know what they did? I've had people come up. This is not like just one time. This is like many times I've had people come up to me and say, uh, and like, you know, I need to apologize to you. And I'm like, for what? Well, when we were talking just a minute ago, da, 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 da. I don't care what you do. Because I'm not going to take it personally. I, I, I've worked on this inside of me. I'm going to give you permission to live your life how you want to live it. And I'll help you. And it saddens me. And a lot because I see people walking down paths of destruction that I can help them, but they won't listen. But, but hey, you can do what you want. Rock on. Now, apologizing is good, but the point that I'm making is that I'm going to honor you and allow you to live however you want to live. So if you do something negative to me, I'm not going to live in it. Amen. Do, do you know how easy it is to get offended in this world? Yeah, rude people are. Guess what? We all be people. Because we're driven by self-focusedness. Focusedness. If, if you look at the core of, of the average human being, they are driven by a self-focus of how is this going to work for me? And the Bible says, honor all men. Do it as though you're doing it unto me. So honor has a weight and a cost involved in it. So when, when, you know, the Bible talks about it, I think it's Matthew chapter six, maybe, um, that says that if somebody asks you to go a mile, go two. Yes. Remember that verse? Yes. Okay, so when, when somebody asks you for your help, is your mindset to go the second mile or to see if you can shorten the first mile? <laughs> That's good. That's an honor statement. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I can help you. I, I think I got this much time to help you. 
See, if we look at our lives and, and how are we are driven by honor, honor is going to make me value the word of God, which I need to esteem you higher than I esteem myself. That means you may inconvenience me. I have an open door policy. People come in all the time, talk to me. I have no problem with that. Sometimes I'm in the middle of something. I set the something aside. Do you know how many people I say, well, I, I just can't because I got this to do and that to do. Well, you know what? I, I've got this and that to do also. But I know that God will redeem my time. So I set it aside to help somebody. Why? Because I, there's this component of honor, and we don't use the, the word honor that much, but when you get down to the definition of honor, honor is how I respond to you. Honor is how I respond to God. Honor is how I respond to the word of God. Amen. Honor has a weight and a cost to it. Now, this is going to become very important as we keep walking into the darkness of times because honor is what's going to keep your heart right. Self-focus, self-preservation. God said he'd preserve us. But see, self-focus, self-preservation. Do you know how many people get out because you're not treating me right? Because you, you did this, you left me, you did this, you, you caused me. But what did they have to do? Why, why do I hold people to a standard of how they have to react to me? Why don't I hold myself to a standard on how I'm going to react to them? Amen. All right, let's go to Matthew 24. Now, Matthew 24 is the last day's chapter in Jesus prophesying the things that are going to come, how it's going to go out. But I want to look at it from an honor standpoint. Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound. Now, if you have another translation, I'm reading out of the King James, it probably says lawlessness will abound. Amen. Okay, because lawlessness, stop and think about lawlessness. The whole reason for lawlessness is because of a self-focus. I'm going to put you at risk and drive 50 in a 25 because I need to get there faster. Your responsibility is keep your kids from running in the street. Lawlessness. I'm going to do this because it's better for me. I don't care about you. As I talked about earlier, the thief. The thief looks at something that you have and says, I want that because it's about me. If you really want to do an interesting study, go into drug addiction because those that become drug addicted, one of the core components of their life is it's all about me. I will rob, cheat, and steal from you so that I can have what I need. And you'll be the one to blame. Because lawlessness will abound. Now, this is, this is in the last days. Uh, Jesus is, is talking about the times that, that we're actually walking into right now. This lawlessness is dishonor. Because I am going to arise and be the center focus because I have to take care of me. Because lawlessness shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. So what's going to happen uh, in this is that lawlessness affects your survival and comfort. So I've got to watch out for me in a lawless society where iniquity is abounding. And because of that, I'm going to start having some attitude adjustments. My love is going to wax cold because I see everything that's going on around me and how it affects me. Yeah. 
Now, it's very contrary. In fact, it's interesting about the lawlessness that's coming. Who, the United States has been a very law-abiding country. But now we're seeing all that go away. But it's, it's an attack of the devil because it's how he's going to get love to wax cold in people's lives. Now, jump down to verse 13. Well, it's not a very big jump. It's the next one. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So what, number one, you have to understand, okay, what's the end? Well, standing against the lawlessness that's going to be happening, how do you do that? Staying honorable. But see, the lack of honor is going to increase. That's going to make you want to not be honorable. Because if they're not going to be honorable toward me, <clears throat> then I'm not going to be honorable toward them. But the honor is what brings God in the mix on our side. But he that endures, so by the word endures, we see this is going to be a very difficult walk to stay honorable. Because you're going to have to endure what is going on around you. He that endures unto the end shall be saved. He shall walk in full deliverance. He's going to be protected from the things that are going on. He shall have the, the inflow, the peace, the abundance of God. Everything that is needed will continue to flow into his life if he stays honorable. Now, if honor is in you, honor will come out of you. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. Verse 14. And the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Now, this is a giving verse. And then shall the end come. So, so bring it into context. Um, because iniquity or lawlessness shall abound, the love of many is going to wax cold. But if you endure to the end by standing against it and go preach to them. See, when lawlessness abounds, you don't want to do that. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. So it doesn't matter what's going on around you. If you will do what I say, Jesus is saying, and go do it, I'm going to be with you. How are you going to keep your love from waxing cold? You're going to stay honorable and stay doing what the word of God says. You're going to be honorable to the word of God. Now, don't, don't take this as a flesh statement, because remember the definition of the word honor. It's burdensome. It's weighty. It will cost you time, money, effort, building yourself up. See, when, when at Ziklag, when the enemy came in and stole everything that David had, and his men wanted to destroy him, he went back to the word of God and encouraged himself in the Lord. That was an honor statement there. See, Adam, when his wife came to him and said, let's do this, uh, he didn't honor God's word. He conformed. Amen. Honor, when we honor, esteem is in us. We hold something higher than ourselves. Verse 14. Did I read 14 yet? Yeah, the gospel of the kingdom. Now skip down to verse 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. I quoted that just a minute ago. So all of this is going to come to an end, but what's not going to come to an end is this basis of honor 
and everything that, that has been written in the Word of God. Now, you and I, most of us, now this is something that I've been working on in my, my life for a long time. Uh, I heard Pastor Cross start preaching on honor, and it just clicked with me. It's like, I, I've, got to, I've got to walk in honor. can't say I got it down to perfection, but, but when you esteem, you step back. You know how many times we just got to insert our opinions? You know, there's a time and place for that. I get that. But, it, it, you know, on, on a multitude of subjects, you know, I, I've used this example before. If, we, if we're all going to go to lunch over at Blackberries and Tulare, there's like five or six, seven different ways to get there. Whatever way you pick, that's not necessarily the right way. That's just one of the ways. But you know how many times that somebody's going to do something, they say something, they have an opinion on something? We have to correct them. And all we're doing is they have an opinion on it that, that, you know, we'll get them wherever and you have an opinion on it. But why do we argue about it? Because we think our way is the right way. See, honor will change your position to walk in love with people. Now, if you see them walking in destruction, you may intervene because, like, that's not going to work. But if it's just one of the seven ways to get there, let them take their way. I went out to Rankin Field yesterday and uh, uh, I took the long way. I took all country roads. Now, it would have been faster just to go out Lover's Lane, but I didn't. I wanted to look at the trees. It's more relaxing out in the country. Now, you can get after me that I spent a little bit more gas. I put an extra mile on the car. Okay, yeah, probably, but I relaxed a little bit more. I, I enjoyed seeing the cows. Same road I took the other way the other day when I was driving too fast. Um, but anyway, <laughs> skip down to verse 37. Watch this. But as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man. Now stop and think about the days of Noah. The days of Noah was a me generation. It was party. We don't want to listen to what the righteous preacher was saying. I want to do what I want to do. Nobody honored the word of the righteous preacher. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. And this is where if we're going to live our life safe, if we're going to live our life in power, we've, we've got to get this honor in. We've got to honor God. We, we do things in the church that are dishonorable. We do things biblically that dishonor the word. We do things we know that God doesn't want us to do. We dishonor God. We do things that, that are more self-convenient, uh, you know, kind of going back to the thing of going the extra mile. Yeah, but if I can get out, if I can do this, I can cut my time short and da-da-da-da-da. And, and we do things that are convenient to us. I remember a person came to me one time. They were helping with something, and, and they said, uh, uh, can I go now? Is it all done? And, and I talked to him about honor. Because they, they wanted to hold a position. They wanted to do some things. And I said, well, if you're honorable, you just wait until everybody goes home, whether you're doing something or not, in case you're needed. They didn't like that answer, which for obvious reasons. Because honor will cause you to do things. It's costly. It's weighty. But it is what works and what will bring us to the end of times is honoring the word of God instead of just going the way that we need. Now, go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. I think I'm going to change my direction on the next three weeks because it doesn't look like people like this subject. 
2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. How, this goes back to that standing on the faithfulness of God. See, most people cannot believe that the foundation of God standeth sure. That's why they've got to try to make things work in the natural. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity or lawlessness. So we have to depart from lawlessness, which means that that lawlessness or iniquity is a self-focused word. This is what I want. This is how I perceive it should be done. I heard somebody just this week talking about something. They made their statement of faith, you know, and what they believed in. And it was in a setting they couldn't say anything. But I, I, I want to ask them, give me a verse on that. Because it was like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard, but it sure felt good. See, we, we build doctrines around what we think and not around what God said. So let depart from iniquity. Watch this. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. There are dishonorable people. We're living in a culture that is very dishonorable. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, set apart, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good thing. To be a vessel of honor requires purging ourselves, and that purging is the purging of self-want. Because, and, and do you know what another word for dishonor is? Pride. I think I can do it my way. I think I've got a right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There's, there's a lot of people calling themselves Christians that continually do it their own way and they don't understand it's because of dishonor. They're not honorable. If honor is in you, honor is going to come out of you. You don't have to do something to be honorable. It's in you. If you're honorable, you will, you will, you will act honorably because there's honor within you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. All right, I think I just got two verses, if you can hang. And if I can remember 1 Thessalonians. Okay, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1. Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren... And exhort you by the Lord Jesus that as you have received us, as you have received of us, how you ought to walk and to please God so you would abound more and more. So there's a way that we walk and that we please God. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification being set apart for the master's use, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. Do you know how to possess yourself so that you walk in honor in all situations? Now, if we do that, let me, let me end off here with just a promise. Go to, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Can I keep myself in this place? Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. The very first commandment in the word of God 
is to honor your, your, your father and your mother. And it had a promise attached to it. What is the promise? Look at verse 3. That it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Honor opens the door of it working for you and that you living long. Now, people may come back. I've had this question many times. Uh, what if my parent is not honorable? It said nothing about that. The person doesn't have to qualify for honor. We walk in honor. If you go back to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, by law, they were uh, thrown into the lion's den, thrown into the firing furnace. But in all their conversation with the king, they still spoke honorably. See, we get mad at the police officer. We get mad at people in other positions of authority. We get mad at our boss. We smack, 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 smack. But see, if you'll live in honor, it will go well for you. It's the promise that God has given to us. The lack of honor causes you and me to do you and me. You will do you if you don't have honor. Because you are the most important thing in your life. And that's totally contrary to the whole word of God. If honor is in you, honor will come out. Honor will cause you to go the extra mile. Dishonor will cause you to try to figure out how to jet out early from any responsibility given to you. Honor will cause you to make sure everybody else is okay. Dishonor will cause you to make sure that you're okay. Honor is the key to make sure that it goes well with us. Let's stand. Now, rapture readiness of this statement. You and I have to beat lawlessness. What is the key to beating lawlessness? Honor. Honor is going to make me approach the word of God a certain way. Honor is going to make me conduct myself a certain way. Honor is going to, going to dictate how you and I walk together from my, my, my part. You're in charge of your honor and how you deal with things. Honor is going to put yourself in inconvenience. Because I'm going to esteem the word of God and I'm going to esteem others higher than myself. I'm not concerned how it goes for me. Now, what, why biblically can I, I mean, if, if I don't make sure it goes well for me, how's it ever going to go well for me? Because God said he would take care of it. And this comes back to, can I stand on the word of God? See, th this is, uh, uh, go back to control and anger issues. This is a total dishonor of God because it's all about me, how I feel. That's something you got to get free from. Amen. You know, we've had anger classes before. <laughs> Maybe we're about to start another one. I don't know. But I, th I think if we, we talk to Peter on that, there's a lot of people that come in because they know they have anger issues. But the funny thing is, they don't want to get rid of them. What's that? Poopy diaper. Poopy diaper. Yeah, it's warm. It's mine. I don't want to get rid of it. This is how I know how to function. See, because I guarantee you right now, if you've listened to this at all, you're thinking, I can't do that because what, what am I going to get out of it? 
And the whole reason why we have that mindset is because of we don't believe God. This is why people are dishonorable in giving to God. Because I won't have enough money because surely my God's not going to uh, provide for me. I've got to make the adjustments. I've got to make this work. I've got to figure this out because God left me here to just scrap by until I get to go to heaven. Ooh, when I get to heaven, streets of gold, no sickness, no disease, no anything. I'd be happy. I can't wait. But right now, man, I just got to struggle. I've got to make everything happen. What if I honored the word? What if I esteemed the word higher than my opinion? What if I lived to give? And I don't mean that just in a financial sense. What if I lived to help you reach your goal? To help you get out of your problem? See, then all my needs are met. Based on Matthew chapter 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that the Gentile seek after is going to be added to you. And the blessings of the Lord maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. So you look, at, you look at the world, social media posts and all that kind of stuff, everybody is burdened down by inflation and taxes. But God said he'd supply of our needs. He even gave a story in there that they needed to pay taxes and they didn't have the money. He said, oh, just go down and fish, there'll be money in there. God has an answer for everything. But we allow the pressures of life to cause us to self-focus. And in the self-focusing, it does not work. But I feel, but I'm lonely, but I'm discouraged. The best way of getting out of all those things is to give. Help somebody else get out of discouragement. Go encourage them. And it's amazing how encouraged you'll be when you get out of that. Why? Because you changed your whole focus. Honor. Honor. And I'm telling you, the driving force behind this, rapture readiness, there are going to be a lot of Christians that are disappointed because they think, in fact, I, I, I just read a uh, post this morning before I came in here. I was kind of scrolling through Facebook and somebody was talking about, uh, I know the person, and somebody was talking about, man, you better, you better get God's word. And I'm thinking, but you don't. I know you. We just all think that, that when Jesus appears, hey, because I, I, I said a prayer, I'm going up. When Jesus clearly said that when the bridegroom came, there was 10 virgins standing out there. Five of them weren't ready. All 10 were looking for him. All 10 understood the, the Holy Spirit oil, but five of them weren't ready. He said there are going to be two you know, working out in the field. One's going to be taken, one's going to be left. I mean, best case scenario you can make uh, using biblical statistics is 50% is going to make it. But now we get down to Mark chapter 4 and talks about our heart. Only 25% is going to make it. Four grounds, one heart produced. We've we, we got to be serious in these times. Not only, not only to be ready, but to beat back darkness. Every time you and I stay in honor, stay on the word, we knock back darkness back. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But you arise, and you stay on my word, and you will beat back all the darkness that tries to overtake you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. Yes, Lord. Lord, I, I, I pray, God, it's a hard word. I, I you know. 
People have been people ever since people have been people. We think we're all spiritual and we're all that, but yet we do things that are dishonorable all the time and we don't assign the dishonor to our lives. But God, we have got to see our true state. We've got to see how we walk with you. I thank you, Lord, for your grace that empowers me to do what you have commanded, that gives me the ability to rise above. But Lord, let me not think that everything's okay when everything's not okay, when it is not working, when I, I'm not able to overcome, when I've got to run to the world to get the answers to my problems. God, your word says that it will go well with me and that I will live long if I will honor, <clears throat> if I will walk in this honor. Lord, open the eyes of our understanding. God, that we walk in this. Lord, that we realize the days that we're in, Lord, and that we do not give up. But no matter how dark it comes, our light has the ability to push back darkness. And Lord, I thank you, God, for it. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Help us, God, to make the decisions to follow your word, even though when our, our faith is being tried by an intense fire. Your word is what will bring us out. God, let us not, not yield to the laziness of the flesh, the tiredness of the flesh, but let us walk in honor with all people. Lord, especially those that are of the household of faith. And Lord, I thank you, God, for it. If you've never given your life to Jesus, our elders are up front. Uh, they'd be more than happy and joyful to lead you to the Lord. If there's something that, that you need prayer for, please come up. But you've got to be able to walk in these last days. Uh, it's, going to, it's going to affect your life. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow morning on our live stream if you're there at 10 o'clock. And have a great day.